BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, hey, thanks again for pressing play and welcome once again to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. For those of you who are watching along live, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, you'll see that I'm rocking the new Suns jersey, the purple icon edition jersey. I got I got the booker. It literally came in today, and it's like perfect timing because on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast, we're going to welcome Suns Uni Tracker. You might know him from Twitter, all the amazing design work that he does there, not only predicting the jerseys that are going to be upcoming every season for the Phoenix Suns, seeing as they're always releasing new things from city editions to the statement editions to this year's icon and association edition. Uh, but he's just a great follow all that design work that he does. So we're going to have him on the show, but of course I got to hang out with Matthew. Who's doesn't have a new Jersey on. I'm sorry. Man. I do not, but you look fabulous, man. Perfect timing too, for a special guest tonight. You sons, you tracker. I love it. I love it. You said I was going to warm up to him. Cause I'm not the biggest fan right now. I am. I'm be staring at your chest all night long. Yeah. That's where it says sons. You're not looking at my boobies. Are you both? I've been I've been I've been flexing, bro. I've been flexing. I do push-ups. I do like four every morning. Yeah, you man. Look, it looks good, man. It looks really good. It's a really nice looking jersey. And like I said, it's a sleek, clean design. It's something that we've been talking about throughout this offseason in preparation for the release, which happened last week. And then boom, they dropped him. And I like I said uh, on the piece that I wrote for brightsideofthesun.com. I love it. Those are the best three words that I can utilize to describe exactly what it is. Uh, it says suns across the chest. It's got the, the sunburst throwback. It's just a pretty looking jersey. I feel both home and away. And I feel like there was a lot of opportunity, especially with our old association, a.k.a. the home white jerseys from last season. The new ones are looking really nice. So uh, I'm excited to talk about that and and introduce the world to Suns Uni Tracker. You know, obviously, it's great to see his work uh, on Twitter throughout the entire season but this is an opportunity for a lot of people to listen to his his thoughts ideas uh strategies passions and get to know the man behind the twitter handle sound good yeah it's gonna be a fun show you know it's monday night and what else you guys gotta do right just sit tight listen to us look at john's chest we're gonna have a good night good fun night time you you could be watching usa versus puerto rico is that what's Uh, going on it's going on right now but like Mm -hmm. outside of the twins playing it's just it's just something that it's hard to watch because there's no suns on it. Like I'm more excited for a week from tonight or a week from today on August 14th. It's going to be three ten in the afternoon when the Bohemian team plays. Yeah. Got DeAndre Ayton yeah. and Eric Gordon out there. That's like I'm looking forward very to that. Exciting. Yeah. Playing against post Cuba. Yeah. yeah. We should post game that one. It'll be like five <laughs> in the afternoon. And we're both at work. <laughs> we're both at work and we won't see anything. We'll Let's just go do off a like 10 minute Aiden watch. It turns into an hour. Like it always does. <laughs> Never <laughs> fails. Never fails. So this is a, a reminder to everybody who's watching, whether you're watching along live or watching a different time, please hit that thumbs up button on the YouTube. Hit subscribe. Hit join if you'd like to become an elite jamster for some elite content. If you're listening to the podcast another time, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We truly appreciate it. It's time to pop them if you got them, Matthew. I assume that you're popping uh, a Coors Light of some sort. Uh, do I do, I yeah. Pepper? Yep. Perfect. I'm yep, going to have, again, go. my Fever Tree premium ginger beer because, again, it is the summer of the Moscow Mule. It's light. It's refreshing. It's the only thing to cool you down during this hot, shitty, shitty summer. The non-soon. That's what's going down here. The non-soon because we literally get nothing. So I'm going to pour some in here. ASM. Are you I ready to drink patiently. this? He's patiently He's waiting now. for a track to yep. explode on.
All right. It is time to welcome our guest, making his first appearance on the Suns Jam Session podcast, Suns Uni Tracker, aka Mike. Mike, welcome to the to the show. What's going on, gentlemen? How you doing? Hey. I'm good. I'm I'm hanging out, uh, designing shit. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong. Not only is this your first appearance on the show, but it's your first time ever listening to the show. It is, yeah. I I've heard uh, of you guys for a long time, and and John, I think you were one of my earliest followers when I when I started the account, if I can remember. And right? I know you've been around for a long time and always been supportive. But yeah, I just um, I was telling you guys before the show. I just I'm always so wrapped up in what I'm doing with you know either work or kids or or design stuff that uh, I just I haven't found time for. Pot. I didn't even know like the other day about you know the whole. Damian Lee thing on the PHNX like I somebody had to tell me about that you know and I was like scrambling like oh my gosh so yeah I, d- I just don't really make the time for them like yeah, I should I really should yeah it's it's a tough thing though you know we were talking a little bit before the show my myself I'm, I'm somebody who loves designing as well you know art it's one of those things I, I've talked about it we have a segment called childhood trauma sometimes that we do when we're running out of things to talk about and we go back and we talk about our childhoods and one of the things that I always did growing up was I was the kid in the corner who'd be drawing. Uh, and that's how I made friends. You know, there's people out there, you know, like playing sports and there's the, the guys flirting with the chicks and such. Like I'm in the corner, just like drawing Michael Jordan. Everyone's like, that's cool. I'll be his friend. But part of that drawing process or design process, it's really hard to focus in on what you're trying to do while you're trying to listen to like a podcast or the, like, you know, Matthew saying the Joe Rogan show or something like that, because it, you're splitting that creative mind. And, like so, what do you in, instead of doing that? Do you play music? If so, what music do you do? You have a sh- like it's always sunny in Philadelphia playing in the background. What what is your process as you're designing? Yeah, it's it's usually music, um, and it really just depends on my mood. I listen to a lot of different music, and sometimes I get recommendations from you know people that I've met on Twitter and things like that. Um, I tend to be you know lean more to the I guess rock side of things, but I kind of listen to everything. I'm a big fan of you know guys like Ed Sheeran and stuff like that too. So um, I do that, and I also like I will just put on just a random movie, you know, nothing nothing new because then I'll you know my eyes will start to wander, but just something I'm familiar with that's kind of comfortable, um, just to keep me company, so I don't you know feel alone when I'm kind of up late at night, you know, grinding away at some of this stuff. When you actually finish your artwork, though, um, do you like it like the next day? Like when you finish it, you're like, oh, this looks great. But do you, you know, always end up hating your stuff eventually or does it just it just depends? <laughs> it depends. And I've gotten better at like, you know, keeping some stuff private and not just when I okay. when I first started doing this, you know, you, in the beginning, you think everything you do is great and you're excited about it and you share it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I what I've learned is a lot of a lot of people are really supportive and they also just don't know any better. So they're like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, but you know, you, you gotta have your Simon Cowles of the world too. And, and yeah. people that kind of set you straight. Um, so I've gotten better at like, you know, I'll, I'll take my time more on stuff. I'll sort of sit back on something for a little while and tweak it and, you know, adjust it before I put it out. Some stuff I just never put out. Um, you know, so it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Uh, but when I look back now at the stuff that I was doing when I first started, just to, I guess it was a few years ago now, uh, I think it's awful. <laughs> you know, it's, I think, I think over time, like, yeah, as you get better, your early stuff just sucks. And also With anything, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Except I, for this I, podcast, we still sound the same. Right. The podcast. <laughs> well, and obviously you're doing something right because you're, you're coming up on episode 500, which is cool. Yeah, we're but... just doing a lot of them. That's what it is. Like we yeah. were literally listening. I was listening to like episode three the other day because we're revisiting some old show archetypes and it's just the same. It's like four years, five years later, we sound the exact same. It's fucking horrible. We, <laughs> we don't get better. <laughs> just kill them with quantity. You that's know? what we're doing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fine. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, yeah, some stuff I like. I th- what's crazy is I think, I still think like the most popular uniforms I ever did, are, they're on my pinned tweet. They were yeah. very early, like my sort of interpretation of what a modern sunburst would look like. And it doesn't look like the new ones that you're wearing, John. Um, it's it's you know, it's pretty different. Um, and yeah, people loved it. Um, people just absolutely loved it. And that was you know, for me, like my first real taste of like some kind of success with posting that kind of stuff. I, I think like maybe UniWatch or somebody retweeted it and, and you know, it kind of got 
uh, got some legs under it. And, and that, that, from that point, it was just on, I was just like, this is just what I'm going to do. You know, I, I've given up a lot of other hobbies over the years to, to really just kind of stick with this. So it's like every time it's, it's just, you get a borderline obsession with it where I'm always thinking about what I want to work on next or what I'm going to do. And, or if like something breaks leaks, you know, or, or somebody gets traded or whatever, there's always things you want to do. And uh, I have trouble with that too. I, I, I'm kind of like the dog in that whatever movie where he sees the squirrel you know and he's just like squirrel, uh, squirrel. everything i see <laughs> like it's my attention and and so you know there's projects i don't finish and there's things i don't finish because i'm constantly just thinking about the next thing so trying to get some discipline in there too just try and, some adderall i'm just joking okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a well, xanax and, guy to be honest yeah, yeah. <laughs> drugs okay. well and to to reference what uh mike's talking about if you're watching i'm pulling it up right now these are the original concepts that Mike put out there back when you were, I forgot that you were at Sanford and Sons. That was your Sanford, original, Sanford, or Sa- Sanford and Sons. And and yeah. That story was behind that, on, right? Yeah. It was that when, when Ricky Rubio first got traded yes. to the Suns, he did something about high Sands fans or something like that. Yes. I can't remember. Sands fans. And, and, you know, I was trying to come up with something that also had Suns in it. And I don't know if I just happened to have recent, had recently seen, you know, Sanford and Sons rerun or something, but um, <laughs> it just, it just fit, you know, it just, it just worked. And I kept it for a long time until, you know, I, I started sort of keeping track of the Suns uniforms and what they were wearing and stats and stuff like that. And and at some point, I, I just realized there were other uni tracker accounts out there. Like, I think the Mavs tracker was the first one I saw, and he had a pretty big following. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what, it's time. I'm just going to I'm just going to rebrand as Suns uni tracker. And and from there, it just took on a life of its own, honestly. Well, and then these that we're showing are just. I mean, there's a reason you built your reputation because you showed right off the bat your affinity to incorporate the past, utilize the the sleekness of the future. And I mean, the, everybody just absolutely loves it. I mean, the, these that we're showing right now infiltrated Reddit, like I've never seen. And if you can get like the Reddit people to get behind you, you have something because you talk about, you know, the people who are, who are not afraid to call you on your bullshit, the Simon Cowles, if you will, Reddit, that that's what they're there for. I always feel, I always say there's like three sects of Suns fans, right? There's like, Twitter where people can be just like brutal assholes and then like Facebook where they just don't know any better, but like Reddit's kind of a good balance of people overall. Who's like, they can criticize, but at the same time be productive in their criticism. So, you know, the, the constructive criticism moniker, I feel uh, can be, you, you can feel that from the Reddit crowd. And when those first came out, I feel like it was, it was, I mean, that's when I started following you. I saw that. I'm like, okay. I'm like, this guy's got some design chops, and these are some really, really good-looking uniforms. Now, you look at what's happened over the past week, obviously. The Suns dropped the new Association Icon Edition uniforms. What w- What's your initial reaction to the new threads? And we'll go into kind of your prediction process and the different designs you went along the way, but let's just start with your personal opinions on the new uniforms. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's tough because – when I first saw them, it was a different version, right? I think you guys probably saw that a year or so ago, you know, a, a, a earlier version of this design leaked. Um, and I, I was probably one of the first or, or one of the first sort of somewhat known accounts at the time to start circulating it. Um, there's a, there's an account on Twitter called Skunwong. I'm pretty sure it's some dude that works at the Nike factory, you know, somewhere. And he would always post these really crappy, grainy images of like the, the product catalog, because I don't know if you guys know this, but like all this stuff is, is in catalogs and, and, you know, it's, it's on, for lack of a better word, paper or on a, on a screen somewhere way before it's ever a real thing. And, and it's for retailers to get a look at and, decide what they want to order and you know they mock it all up in very basic you know 2d stuff and so this guy would always get really shitty pictures of that stuff and just randomly slap them on his twitter account and i don't know how like because i'm friends with a lot of other trackers and designers like casey vitelli is a huge one yes um and he and i we co um admin the nba uni tracker account as well um which we don't focus on enough but that's a whole other story um but i think just because of you know our what we're known for somebody tagged us in those pictures that this skunwong guy posted and then so we immediately just like followed him and turned on notifications and he started posting all kinds of stuff and then from there 
you kind of make your mock-ups. And so I made some mock-ups of the early versions of these and I, and I threw them out there so the world could kind of see what they would look like in real life. And the reviews were super mixed, like yeah. pretty much how I felt about them. I was like, okay, I like what they're, what they're going for. I like the thought process, but the execution just wasn't there. There was some stuff that was off to me. The number font was awful. It looked like the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't like the the coloration inside of the sunburst and just kind of, it was all pretty kind of plain, lacking some color for, for uh, you know, lack of a better yeah, it, description. It was just like an outline around uh, yeah. the sun, right? It just felt vanilla. And so I was, I was like bummed about it. Cause I, you know, I was waiting so long for us to get something new and, and, you know, that kind of tied into the past. Yeah. that so that's one of the, the early, even there was even one before. Yeah, this that I was, remember there was an earlier before this one, but this was kind of the original yeah. concept that was out there. Blocking Pretty out close. Matthew's and it just, right it just felt really <laughs> flat to me actually. So, so the earlier version was pretty much this, but the sun's was inside the, the yes. sunburst like it is now. And, and, and I think it was also like, there were some versions of it that I saw where the sun's text was also white. So the whole thing was just like super white everywhere. Um, and, and, you know, yeah, so I was a little bummed and I think I'm, I never know if this stuff's intentional, but I think that there's some part of, you know, design world where they want these leaks to happen because they want to get a reaction. They want to see, are we on the right track? Yeah. I get the And I think they knew like they were not on the right track when, when the reactions, just like when they posted the Aztec design, Yes. Mm -hmm. I, you know, for me, and I've gotten some debates on this, but for me, from what I saw, the, the reaction was mixed. A lot of people were like, I like what you're going for, but you know, this could be some better things and this and that. And I'm pretty sure that's why they decided not to move forward with those because the fan reaction wasn't great. Um, so I kind of, I, you know, I hope that's what went on here, or at least like to think that the fans helped influence the decision to sort of revisit this design because of what we got, I think is a lot better. I, you know, for me, it's, somewhere around an eight out of 10. Um, there's a couple little things I would probably have done differently, but I do like them a lot. I think it's a really sharp look. It's much better than what we've had for the you know, majority of Devin Booker's career. So, Amen. What would you have done differently? Um, well, you know, there's been some talk about the shade of purple and even the shade of orange. I would have liked them to be a little bit poppier, a little, a little bolder. I think, you know, from what I know, um, they stuck with the exact same, you know, hues of purple and orange. There's some pictures going around where, you know, the New Jersey looks a little different. And I tell people to be careful with that because, you know, especially like the swingmans that we get, um, the the dye lots can be inconsistent from one factory to the next and from one year to the next. And so, but my understanding is it's the, the exact same purple and orange that we've had, which I've always felt are a bit muted. Um, yeah. They're I on agree. the grayer side of things. You know, I'd like the purple to be a little more blue and, and pop a little more. And I'd like the orange to be a little more kind of reddish orange, you know, even some yellow in there to kind of brighten it up a little more um, closer to what I'm seeing on Matt's shirt. <laughs> that orange is yeah. is even better. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do like them. They're, they're not my favorite Suns jerseys of all time, but they're definitely not my least favorite. They're They're, you know, probably top three or four somewhere in there. Well, you did actually gain a big fan, though. Uh, Damien Lee on the PHNX podcast said he found out from you on Twitter about the new design. What did you think about that, man? That was crazy, man. Um, I I definitely geeked out a little bit. I, it, right when it happened, people started messaging me because we have like I have a group chat on Twitter and I have a Discord, and people were like, "Oh my gosh," you know. And I was like, "I don't even know how to hear it or find it or see it or whatever." So I <laughs> immediately started asking people and. I have some people who are, you know, fans of the account and, and, you know, they're very hungry for information that I can't always share and things like that. And so they also are very helpful. They, they want to help out. And so this, um, this guy that, that follows me on Twitter and Instagram and everything, he immediately found the clip and was able to, um, you know, he downloaded it and sent it to me and I was like, just geeking out. So it was, it was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, it was a fun time. It was uh, it was crazy. I I I always just can't believe that those guys don't know about this stuff sooner. You know, they're just yeah, they like, see yeah. us too. They know who we are. They just don't say anything yet. Yeah, and well, I, I should say, let me shout the guy who got me the clip. That's Suns Worldwide. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know him that well other than some messages on Instagram and whatnot. But it seems like a good guy. Yeah, it's it's funny because I think the same thing. I'm like, how does Devin Booker like? not know isn't part of the process. Maybe he is part of the process, but 
as far as knowing way before everybody. But I also remember, like, oh yeah, these guys are like multimillionaires who are out there actually like living their lives. You know, we're I'm writing every night for Bright Side <laughs> of the Sun, designing things. You're designing things. You know, Matthews drinking water every night. So, I mean, we're busy doing things that like we're passionate about. They're like, yeah, whatever. It's a jersey. They've got like stacks and stacks of jerseys. So I think from a from a care standpoint, they might not necessarily care. But uh, yeah, it's weird. I I, leak it more. There's mixed on that, too, because like some guys, most people are just not nerdy about this stuff like I am. And and I use nerd as an affectionate term. Like I'm such a proud nerd. You know what I mean? Um, But I do feel like there are some guys who like they care about it and they they know about it and they even have a hand in it. I have heard, and I, I'm not, uh, you know, don't hold me to this and, and, you know, I hope he doesn't get mad, but I, I have heard that book had a hand in the El Valle design that's coming up. Um, what that means, I don't know. Like, was he just, did he just consult? Did he have any direct design input? I don't know. I've just heard that. Um, I've also heard a rumor that, you know, Mr. Cartoon was involved in the, in the creation of the script. He's a famous, you know, Chicano style tattoo artist, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure he's friends with Book and they've done some courts together here in the Valley. So, you know, it all sort of lines up, but I, I really don't know. So I'm just, uh, you know, I hate to speculate too much, but I've just things that I hear tend to <laughs> tend to work out. So, well, that that's what we've noticed. You know, again, one of the reasons that you've gained notoriety is you're not ever really far off. Going back to like the City Edition jerseys this past year the turquoise blues you weren't far off with that uh you weren't obviously far off with these so you know you've taken your passion for design coupled with your ability to manipulate the internet in your favor because that's what it seems like (laughs) uh to to come up with some some really insider information for suns fans and those of us who are dying for that content uh we appreciate it we appreciate the hard work and we appreciate uh your care because it's something that you are ready to share with anybody uh, real quick, shout out to Black Sunday in the chat. A $5 super chat. He says, nice jersey, Voida. Thank you very much. It literally came in the mail today. I'm like, wow, perfect timing. Comes in the mail the day that we have Suns Uni Tracker on the podcast. Uh, works out fantastically. So thank you for the $5 in the super chat. It'll help pay for the jersey. Uh, so my next question for you, Mike, where did your passion for design come from? Is it something that you do in your regular day-to-day life, or is it just a side gig for you? It's it's a side hustle. Um you know, I've been into art my whole life. I kind of like you mentioned earlier, I would draw a lot as a kid. Um, both my parents were, you know, pretty artistic and a lot of my siblings are that way, whether it's music or, you know, art, things like that. I never really did any, you know, computer graphic design until I started doing this. Um, it's, you know, I grew up just drawing on paper and and took some art college or some art classes in college and and that whole thing. Um, and then, yeah, just a couple of years ago when the Suns released their orange abominations of u- uniforms, if, you know, uh, and not everybody agrees those. with me on that, but, <laughs> but yeah, I hated them. them. I hated them for, for a few reasons and so basic. I had, they were, and I just had this really strangely strong reaction when they came out, like, oh my gosh, I, I need to try to like do something about this. And, and so, um, you know, I, <laughs> I had always followed like UniWatch and those guys, uh, even before like Twitter and stuff. I, you know, they had like a website, and I don't. I think I heard about it on ESPN so many years ago, um, and and so that sort of sparked my initial interest in sports uniforms and, and realizing there was a whole community out there, people who care about this stuff, um, and that led me to just you know jump on the computer, and I had never used Photoshop or anything before. Um, I just. I just downloaded it and I found this, you know, really basic template that I thought looked amazing at the time, you know, it was free and it was in like a forum somewhere. And I, I mocked up a few, you know, Hey, I wouldn't do it, but if I was going to do it, here's what I would have done differently. And I, I posted them and they kind of got, they got some good reactions and that was it for me. I was just like, okay, um, I love doing this and, and this is what I'm going to do. So that was kind of the first time I connected you know, sort of art and sports uniforms or, or apparel um, and made that connection. I never really before thought about like all of the, the work that went into it and the whole just industry that there is, you know, out there. I've learned so much since I started this account about, you know, like 
the original, the sunburst uniform designs and Tom O'Grady and that whole just era um, that was basically my whole childhood growing up was, you know, basketball jerseys. It's just uh, what I remember the most from, from, you know, being a kid and uh, didn't realize how much it impacted me until I decided one day I was going to try to make my own. Well, like what is your actual uniform set? Like the best one of all time, it can be sons, non sons, which ones are like the most stunning to you that you can just, you know, think about like, Oh, those are so good. I wish they could it's, come it's back. Those, or maybe man. they came back. Is it those No, ones? it's, it's the, it's the sunburst, the nineties okay. sunburst. I mean, um, definitely the purple one too. Like I'm a huge purple fan. Um, I don't know why I just love it. Yeah. I He's always like the purple Sorry, more man. than the <laughs> <laughs> purple is a bad sign, man. And, oh man. Uh... We're, we're Suns fans. We're really screwed. Now I've always liked the purple more than the black. Everyone yeah. likes the black, you know, sunburst that they debuted in 95. I was always a fan of the purple. Yeah. I didn't love the black as much when it came out. I mean, I liked it. Um, I was a kid, but, um, I, that's what really, I think the Suns might've been kind of the first team to do the whole, Hey, let's do a black alternate. If it wasn't part of their main thing, I remember that as a kid. And I, and for me, I was kind of like, why black, you know, like to me, it was like, it just didn't fit. Um, it looked cool. Don't get me wrong, but I just, I always loved the purple more. Um, if I had to rank for three, it's purple, white, black, like in that order. Yeah. Uh, but people love black. It, obviously, you know, Nike's figured that out. Everything, every team comes out with a black one. Um, aside from the Suns, geez, I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know that I think about, I guess it's gotta be like probably the Raiders, right? Like basic, they Sweet. haven't changed because they don't have yeah. to. There you go. Yeah, Everybody yeah. wants to wear black like the Raiders. Um, you know, I mean, they're probably they're the the only team I can think of that ha- doesn't even do like an alternate helmet, really, right? Because they just don't have to. It's just so iconic, it's so good. They haven't even changed their logo. Their logo is still like the same, pretty much the same. You know, old school line drawing style logo from the sixties and seventies. That uh, you know, most teams have modernized their logos. They went to kind of the thick, thick line art style. You know, and and yeah, the Raiders are just like they just stick up a big middle finger to their. I, they even <laughs> gloated about it, like you know, because all the, there's all these hype around all these uniforms and a bunch of teams getting it wrong, and the Raiders are just like, yeah, we don't have to do that, and we're still the best looking team in all of sports forever. You know, it's just uh, it's got to be well, them, right? Well, that that brings me to an interesting question. You know what time it is? Trivia time. I got a trivia question for both of you here. Let's see. Okay. There's only one team in the NBA who's never changed their logo. Who is it? Wow. I feel like I should know since, this. Since since their conception, they've never changed their logo. I feel like I should know it. I'm going to think for a minute. Because um, I feel like I should know this, being the, the design nerd that I, I love, am. I is love logos. It is the Bulls, the yeah, Chicago the Bulls. Bulls. That's true. I, th- I think oh, they came in... actually guessed it before you asked the Bulls. Oh, oh there, there you go. go. Yeah, they uh, they came into the league, I want to say 1968, somewhere there. Or no, no, no. The, the Suns came in 68. So before the Suns, and they've never even changed their primary logo. Uh, Suns Geek says the Knicks, like the Knicks have changed colors and hues. They changed their colors again this offseason uh, to, you know, they'll have, they had some black in there, then they made the black gray, then the, Orange has changed like three times the past four seasons, and but the Bulls, I just random thing. Yeah. I always I go on those websites where you can like look at logo histories. It's like Chicago Bulls. It's like same font, yep. same logo. It's like that's just that's just who they are. The Bulls. Sportslogos.net, man, that's the spot. Yes, yes. Um, if you're gonna do it, and and I don't know if you know this, but so the Bulls logo is one of those logos where there's this this you know conspiracy theory or whatever. Like if you look at it upside down. It looks like, like a robot a reading a book or something. Oh, or yeah, right. some people say a crab. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And and actually, really cool. It's a great looking logo. The Bulls logo is is iconic. It it looks great. Um, even the the lettering looks great. I mean, there's there's no reason to change it. But yeah, the Knicks have changed quite a bit actually in their yeah, a history. Bunch. Um, a bunch. Quite the a bit. Celtics too. The Nicholas in the chat says uh, the Celtics is like no, they've changed a bunch. They had some goofy looking logos back in like Bill Russell's day. Go yeah, back and take Celtics a look at some of those. A bunch too. Yeah, Sir Hamo, a robot DJ is what the uh, the Bulls logo looks like upside down. So robot, yeah, I've heard that one too. Robot <laughs> DJ. Yep, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. And of course, you get people who wear the hats with the upside down logos now. Yes, so, yes. Um, Which the Suns one looks pretty okay. I do like yeah, the Suns right. logo. I, you know, this one I'm wearing on my 
what Matthew and I are both wearing right now. Uh, I really like how they modernized it and they made it a, a little bit, a lot more sleek uh, when they made the kind of the changeover in between two eras, essentially from the sunburst to the uh, to the modern area. So you said you were kids. So um, I hope I'm not too forward, but how old are you? Uh, I'll I'll just say I'm in my late 30s. Okay, so like I'm 40 and Matthew's what 33. So we all kind of grew up in the same like time that, yeah. frame. Yeah, is that right, Matthew? No, he's a baby. I'm 34. A baby. 34 now? Yeah, you're. Yeah, okay. that's right. You you had your birthday. Yeah, he's a baby. No, I have hair on my chest. He doesn't. It's he Charles doesn't. Barkley he, year. He does. Yeah, he doesn't remember Charles Barkley very much because he was just a, he was just a wee lad. You know, he was ah, the first yeah. one I remember actually when I was yeah. super little. Yep. Yeah. Whereas, like, I definitely remember the Barclay and all that fun stuff because I was born '82. So. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Uh, how about, here's a fun one for you. What number do you think looks best on a Jersey? This is a conversation Matthew and I always get into whenever we talk about like the new jerseys that the team members are wearing, like, Oh, Chimetsi Metsu is going to wear number four. We're like, eh, four looks kind of dumb. <laughs> what, what do you think the best number on a Jersey is? It's a it's boring answer, but it's 23. Nothing wrong um, with that. It's just, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, um, Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson. Well, for Eric me, Gordon. For me, it's Cedric Sabalos. You know, oh, Ceddie. Yes. You go back yeah. to Ced where in the, before he switched to one in the, in his second mm-hmm. stint with the Suns. Um, but yeah, Jordan. You know, it's just and and even LeBron has carried it on, although he keeps flip flopping all over with the number. Yeah, I know. He's such a. Um, son oh, he's going back to twenty three now, right? He's yes, getting rid of six, going back 23, to twenty three. That's a Capricorn twenty three. Yeah, that's Capricorn. Yeah, it's weird for me to say that because I typically I I have a weird OCD thing about even numbers. Um, me too. I won't leave. My 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 radio or my tv volume on an odd number you know it's like um but yeah 23 i don't know it just it just looks great you know when when if you just close your eyes and think of a of a jersey number 23 just pops in my head it looks clean and i'm a huge jordan guy i loved michael jordan growing up except 93 obviously i know Uh, yeah unbelievably iconic and i'm the same thing with even numbers it's funny so i was born in 82 and that means that and i was born in october so Every year, and this is one of those dumb voidaisms that I've noticed in my life that I have to live with, right? It's 2023 right now, right? So the, for the majority, for 10 months of the year, I am an even number age. And then in odd numbers, or I'm sorry, in even years, like 2024, I'll be an odd number the majority of the year. It just bugs me. I wish I was even all the same time. <laughs> all, odd, I've never thought about time. that at all. Oh, I <laughs> think math is not mathing here. <laughs> yeah, I just like I, numbers, design, things like that. It's like those are my OCD th- and my Spotify playlist. Like, holy shit. Like, if you look at my playlist, guys, follow me on, on Spotify if you want to. Darth Void, everybody. You'll see my playlist. It's just like, and I design all my little album covers, you know, for 2K23 and, you know, uh, uh, pop in my country or whatever, like whatever little album I have or playlist that I have, I design a cover for it because I am, uh, as Mike said, I am affectionately known as a nerd and I've, I'll own it all the time. That's a sexy it's, thing, though, nowadays. Is the nerd thing? You throw that around, it's not a bad thing anymore. Everybody, so. It's because everybody's Compliment. a nerd about something. Yeah. Embrace yeah. it. Don't be like, oh, yeah. man, I like I numbers. You hadn't said all that, John, because I have, for whatever reason over the years, never been a Spotify person. Hmm. And now that I know that you can design your own little covers, that yes. might, uh, that might cause me to switch, switch over. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm telling you. It's And it's... You, oh, I, just, I love Spotify. I love Spotify. I've heard good things. I'll be honest with you. Amazon's got me. They've got their hooks in me. You know, if I have the whatever unlimited music streaming service they have as part of the prime thing. I pay a little extra for and like you can share it with your family. So I've got like five or six family members that are all do that using with Spotify. It. 
I know, but it's like I'd have to switch. You know, well, that's like the I'd... challenge now. I agree with you because Amazon. I, I I have dabbled into Amazon Music from time to time, but it's the same thing. It's like I have so much energy invested into Spotify to recreate all those playlists all over again. Like I'm done. Like I am a Spotify person now. It's yeah, it's intentional that you know, uh, having worked in in sales for a long time, that you want to have what's called sticky products, things that make it hard for people to switch. And you know, nobody wants. I don't want to go through the pain of having to create all these new logins and create all these new playlists and do Amen. all you know train my amazon echo to to play spotify <laughs> instead of playing you know i just don't want to i don't want to do all that you're like amazon echo play spotify it's like are you, are you sure mike yeah i mean what's, she'll do it what's she'll happening that shit but what's happening um, to us you gotta you gotta go on the app and download the skill first you know yes <laughs> so i just stick with hey alexa play you know play something well it sounds too difficult to switch over but what's not difficult is your expectations going to next year uh -huh. what do you expect this this upcoming season for the suns good stuff right yes uh, and I'm matthew's gonna... a pro i know great segue wow you like that did it come <laughs> out right and i'm not a pro i'm gonna listen way. back as you guys know i don't I, like i said i don't really listen and i i don't i uh, although i should say i'm backtrack for a second then i'll get to your question matt mm -hmm. um or matthew sorry um i used to do a, a, a little youtube pod um it was the five what do i call it five minutes or less pod Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I did yeah. like two or three episodes. Yeah. I had Espo on one time. Yeah. Did you have like music um, in the background too? I had some music in the background. Yeah, you know? I remember that. Um, I remember I was that was just, like right when know, we started. Yeah. It was just, yeah. I, was, I was like, I couldn't keep it under five minutes. And it was just it's so tough. much work. It was yeah. so much work. Um, and I was like, hey, this is fun, but like I got other things I want to do. I, I Sometimes I wish I had stuck that out because it was, it was fun, but I just didn't have the time for it with everything else I had going. Um, anyway, so the, the whole point of me saying that is um, that's the only experience I have with this. So I apologize if I'm stepping on you guys. I, I know that terminology no. from the radio people. Um, <laughs> We're pretty yeah, okay. free flowing here. That's for Pre sure. Prediction for next season. Um, I've, I think I've said this on, on Twitter and, and whatnot. Um, I want this team to come out and just fucking destroy everyone. Yes. I, I want them to come out and, and say, fuck load management and fuck the haters excuse my language please um, but we are going for the throat and we're gonna win 75 games we're gonna go 16 and 4 in the playoffs we're gonna win the whole thing no mercy just annihilate everyone i like it. i i think booker and kd are tired of the shade i'm hoping beal comes out with you know a lot to prove i think they've put together a lot of great pieces and they have i think vogel's gonna be a nice a nice change from the stuff we've had with Monty, I mean, it's all going to come down to health. You know, it's really hard anymore to think that any team is going to make it through a season without somebody being hurt for a good stretch. Um, but I just, I think when you try to avoid injuries by resting guys and, and this and that, it always just backfires. Like mm -hmm. these guys play ball, just let them play ball, you know, um, and, and just go out there and, and kill everybody. And we saw what the Warriors did a few years ago when they won 73 and then, when they lost in the finals, I mean, I, I feel like that was kind of a, you know, a narrated uh, job, if you will. Uh, yeah. Like, hey, let, let's set up the the three, you know, the third match and the whole narrative. Like I just, <laughs> the Warriors were dominating that series mm -hmm. against Cleveland. And then all of a sudden Draymond gets suspended and, and, uh -huh. the, and the Cavs get away with some of the most physical play I've ever seen. I, I just feel like the Warriors were the better team. And they proved it all season long. I think the Suns need to come out and say, yeah, we're going to, we're going to beat that. We're gonna. Yeah, know, I, I'm not. I don't. I don't. Do I actually think it's gonna happen? No, I think it's probably no, more like a 60 to 65 to. win team. But yeah. still, that's not bad. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll probably do it. But you forgot one piece, one big piece. Suns Geek brought him up. Aiden, DeAndre Aiden. Your thoughts, just really quick. What do you think about him going? <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. We kind we, of avoided him. We, 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 we have we the... have a we have a drop for Aiden. Hold on. Watch. We do on our podcast. Player has his own specific drop, like Bradley Beal. You said you're not the only one, but show the best Bradley. Boom, boom. Like I oh, can't wait in the Suns uniform. Yeah, that's I'm waiting oh, for him in yeah. the Suns uniform for that one so bad. I'm glad Once you used that clip because I don't think people realize how how aggressive he is going to the basket. He is, man. It's he's crazy. Oh, like go on YouTube so and good. just look up Bradley Beal dunks or or you know Bradley Beal clutch plays and man, he's. Wow. People we will not realize. have any issues getting to the line this year as a team. But no, 
back to DA. Yeah. Where do you stand on Aiton? This was not in the uh, the pre-show the prep. <laughs> <laughs> Curveball, man. What we do? <laughs> Sorry to throw it at you. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, you know, Dave King and I used to get along, and we don't anymore because uh, he's such a staunch Aiton defender, and and I've been really critical of Aiton. So. You know, I'm a fan, first of all, of DeAndre Ayton, of course. I mean, I was excited when we drafted him. I hate Luka Doncic. I don't care. Like, I'm one of those dudes where I'm like, if Luka was on my team, I would fucking hate him. Like, I just just <laughs> shut up and play basketball and stop whining all over the place. It drives me nuts. Amen. Um, and I like Ayton. You know, he's an Arizona product, and and I, I really thought he was going to be, you know, a, a really dominant player. Um, he's a good player. And I have the same frustrations with Aiton that that a lot of fans do with the, you know, seeming to have a lack of focus, a lack of all-out effort all the time. And part of that comes from, you know, having played basketball a lot growing up in my life. You never saw me on the court when I wasn't just killing myself. And I expect that out of everybody. And I know know everybody's different. Um, But he's talked himself into a lot of criticism over the years by, you know, kind of hyping himself up and... For me, he's burned all those bridges. Like, you know, the stuff he said recently about trying to change the narrative and all that. Like, I don't want to hear it anymore. Just, I just want to see it. And if I see it, great. We're all going to get behind you. But if I don't see it, then, you know, it's just like, he's not going to be here, right? Like, I've, I think we all know they they had been trying to trade him. They did not get, you know, enough back to make a deal. That doesn't mean they won't still trade him, especially yeah. if things are not going well. Um, I want I want him to do well. I love the kid. I think he's you know he's just um, some some people just don't have that dog in them. You know he doesn't want to go out there and and tear the rim down and and hurt people. He's a happy dude. He's a young dude. He's making a lot of money. Um, you know and and you know some people are Devin Booker where basketball is just their life and they love it and they want to go out there and just you know do everything they possibly can. And some people are not, and that's okay. Like I try to remember that for some people, just because you're born big and tall and you can play basketball, you know, it doesn't mean you love it. Amen. Uh, Tim Duncan was the same way for me. You know, I, I never enjoyed watching him play because I didn't think he loved it. He uh, was a great player, very talented. But if you remember, Tim Duncan was a swimmer. And yeah. he became a basketball player because his pool in, in the Virgin Islands got destroyed in a storm or something like that. And somebody was like, hey, you're big and athletic, man. Pick up a basketball. And I always just felt like, you know, watching him on the court, he just was, it was a job for him. And that's okay. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem with that unless you're on my team and, and we're trying to win a championship. And then it's like, <laughs> you know what? Um, you got to, you got to, and, and at least Tim Duncan, you could tell he still wanted to win, you know, and he could execute in ways that, that allowed the Spurs to do that and broke our hearts many times. But, you know, we've just seen too much from Aiton where he loses focus out there. Um, do I think that a new coach might help? Sure. Um, but we got to wait and see on that. Um, you know, Monty was definitely had some strange stuff going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm in the camp of, I want Deandre Ayton to do well. Um, but I'm also in the camp of like, when someone shows you who they are, mm-hmm. believe them, you know? Amen. So he's got to put us wrong at this point. Yeah. I think you're, you know, you speak, uh, very similar to a lot of Suns fans. I think that's where a lot of people are at. And, you know, you do have the, the people who defend DA to the death um, because they like him and there's nothing wrong with like him. That's what being a fan is. But I also think that it's okay to be critical of the team that we care so much about uh, because that's also what being a fan is. And we'll see with DA, you know, he doesn't need to go out there. Another thing that I think uh, is, is a challenge for us as Suns fans is we had Amari Stoudemire in our lives. We had somebody who, Want, who who had bad intentions every time he got the ball. Yep. And now you got a guy who's built very similarly and he just doesn't have those bad intentions. And that's just kind of the way it goes. And that's, you know, even if we accept that, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to like it. And that's what this year is going to be very interesting to see how he responds when he truly will be the fourth option on offense for a team. Can he increase his effectiveness and ability on the defensive end and can he truly change the narrative? And that's a poll that we put out on Bright Side of the Sun uh, last week. And, you know, 60% of the readers said the way to, for him to change the narrative is to put forth the effort. And that's going to be something that, again, is just you wait and see. There's nothing you can do except just wait and see. Uh, 
you know, they just played two games. The Bohemian team just played two games against the University of Kansas uh, in Puerto Rico as they're preparing for their pre or the the pre-qualifying round of FIBA over in just the Americas bracket. And Aiden didn't play in both. I'm like, come on, man, change the narrative. Get out there. Like, show people you're foaming at the mouth to play fucking basketball. Like Eric Gordon, who they just announced, officially announced was on the team today, played, you know, a bunch of minutes, played 20 something minutes today. And like DA's just like, no, man, I'm not yet, not yet. But I'll yeah, do, I, I heard I about that too. That's <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a reason he's not playing, you know. I'm sure I, there is, but again, perception, right? Aiden's talking about the perception. And he understands what the perception is, and he's going to do anything he can to change the narrative. But then he says, whatever that may be. It's like, well, whatever that may be, it's showing people, as you mentioned, Mike, like I'm just, I- I'm a God, dog and I want to play. I'm already sick of Aiden now. I was so <laughs> pumped up. I was going to actually write a piece called um, DA is the second best son this upcoming season. Okay, now well, lay, off, lay off the gummies, man. Lay off the gummies. <laughs> if he's the fourth best, we're going to be fucking fantastic. And I hope they eviscerate the league. Uh, but talking about this upcoming season, Suns Uni Tracker, Sut for short. Yeah. Uh, who? What's your favorite pickup? And don't say Bradley Beal or Eric Gordon because that's too easy. Yeah, it's it's not. Um, and, you know, obviously I love the, the Beal pickup, but that's that's low-hanging fruit. Um, it's actually, for me, it's Tumani Kamara. Um, nice. I don't know why. I just see something. I don't know. You know, I, I posted a couple weeks ago something to the effect of I think this guy's going to make people forget about Mikhail Bridges a little quicker than they thought. There's just something about him. He just looks like a really good basketball player. Mm-hmm. And he looks like he's confident, you know, and that's something that uh, to me, you know, if I, if I was a scout or, you know, a GM or whatever, looking to draft young players, for me, it's, that's the first thing I'm looking for. Are you confident? Like confidence. And I see it when my kids play basketball in their leagues, you know, when my, when my son is playing against kids that he knows he's better than it shows, you know, he, he Mm -hmm. has confidence and that translates to his game. Um, But if he's going against somebody that he thinks might be better than him and the confidence comes down a little bit, it totally takes away from his game. And that was always the same for me too. You know, when I was playing and if I knew I was the best guy on the court, I was going to play like it. But if I went out there and there was guys that were as good as me or maybe better than me, it would just shake me. It would just rattle my game. And so for him, I just see something where he just, he's built, he's built for it. And he just, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I was summer league, but like, you got to try to take something away from it. Right. And I just really liked what we saw from him. And I think he's going to get, more time in the rotation than maybe people think i'm okay with it yeah Yeah. hey i got two questions really quick all right far Um, away favorite son of all time these are difficult and favorite moment of all time in son's history uh favorite son of all time is charles barkley um i i will say um for a long time it was charles barkley and then it was sean marion um, I would say that Booker has, has, I can't believe I'm saying this, but he has passed Sean Marion for me. Um, and he's creeping on Charles. Um, he'll get there. I, I've already that. said that Devin Booker is the greatest Phoenix Suns player of all time. I think he's already done enough. I said that. Yeah. When you, I, I, when I, said that too. I said it three years ago or four years ago. When yeah. I've been it? saying it for a while. Like, and, and <laughs> before when I was saying that it was more like, he's going to be the greatest yeah, Suns player of all time. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, no, he already is. Like if he retired yeah. tomorrow, He's done enough, you know, um, got us closer to a championship than anybody ever has. It, it, that includes the the Bulls, the, the team that lost yeah. to the Bulls. I don't think yeah. that team was, nope. you know, they never had a they lead weren't in the up, series. They, they, they weren't, weren't up 2-0. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe they had a lead in the series. I can't remember if they won the first game. But, um, yeah, they weren't up 2-0. And I really felt like the Suns had that series won, had, had Giannis not just gone completely Greek freak on us and, yep. That's and destroyed us. And and part of that, it part I think part of the reason that, you know, people have a, a, a certain position about DeAndre Ayton comes from that series because he really played well in those playoffs, and then and then it kind of felt like he just got completely manhandled by Giannis in the last four games of that series, and it turned into the same old Suns where it was just hero ball Booker having to get forty or fifty just to keep us in a game, and nobody else could do anything, and. You know, that was when I remembered how much I also disliked Chris Paul in that series. 
Uh, I was never a fan of Chris Paul and, you know, I, I didn't love the trade other than, okay, we're going to get back in the playoffs and that's going to be good. And then of course we went on that amazing run. Um, but then he just did what he always does and got hurt and he's continued to do that. And so I was, I was frustrated with Chris Paul the whole time he was here. I'm, I'm glad he's gone. I'm thankful for what he gave the team, but um, I was so ready to go in another direction. I just never felt like if we didn't get there against Milwaukee, like I felt like that was our best chance with Chris Paul. And, and I was ready after that series, I was ready to move on. I was like, let's go get, you know, Lonzo ball or, or somebody like, let's go get somebody else, a younger point guard that's going to fit with, with this younger core. Um, and, you know, finally it happened, but hopefully it wasn't too late. I just, I, I like Chris Paul, I respect Chris Paul, but he mm. just can't hold up. Yeah. And he got hurt against Denver too. And that yeah. much cost us a series too. Uh, they, they were turning the tide in, in that game and all of a sudden he got hurt. So I remember in the, in the finals, you know, he had hurt his, his hand or his wrist or something. We didn't really know. Yeah. yeah. But he was, he was, mishandling the ball and throwing it away so badly i started yep. i was literally like who paid this dude like i'm like who paid this dude <laughs> to throw this time, series yeah yeah because uh, it was that bad you know where it was like it was crazy and of course he's he's never gonna say take me out of the game so um it, it was, was a rough. tough watch well, it was but Chris I Paul on the show everybody in the show yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that goes <laughs> to your question matthew about my favorite son's memory this is weird oh, yeah. to say but it's it's actually that buck series when they just just kind of the whole series especially when they lost um and the reason for that is i was watching that with my son and he was about the same age or close to the same age i was when the sons lost to the bulls and i remember when the sons lost to the bulls i just cried my eyes out you know my dad consoled me the whole thing and i went through that same thing with my son wow. when the sons lost to the bucks and and as sad as it was it was a really great moment for us to kind of have that that was our first like big you know phoenix suns bonding moment where he was finally getting old enough to really be into the game and ever since then he's just he's a fanatic you know so um and welcome to the fan base kid yeah exactly i'm like this is part of being a fan man you gotta you gotta go through it i'm like it wouldn't be fair if they won when you're such a young kid like you know you haven't had to go through this 30 years Heartbreak. of hell that I've had to go through. Now he's going to wait 30 years and then his son will watch the next yes. time they go to the finals. <laughs> yes, we're going to be the Cubs. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're the Cubs of the NBA. That's what it feels like sometimes. Yeah, it's... uh, I was thinking about this because we wrote the questions. I was like, yeah, I think game two of the NBA finals was probably my favorite son's memory because Matthew and I went to the game uh, with my mom, my, my wife, uh, my brother. We met up with the Fanny of the Flames guys. We met up with flex from jersey and espo and dave and like but just all this the, the the people that you know on twitter right like our friends that nobody that we work with has any idea that we're friends with right because we none of none of us really hang out we just we all exist in this online world together uh and we live and die with the phoenix suns and just to have that feeling of walking to that stadium and being around those people and then to win that game was just so unbelievable um and then obviously the next four games were just typical sun stuff but like for that one brief moment in time we're like holy shit for the first time in franchise history we're up two nothing in an nba finals and this feels amazing w- what the fuck where did this come from because i mean we hadn't made the playoffs in 11 years and then boom and then you know yeah as ajw says in the chat way to get us all depressed <laughs> i know <laughs> i know first Aiden, chris paul and now the i know we're just being we're talking about hey. sad shit now but you know I, I was with you john like i it was it was a crazy feeling it really feeling like you know 90 percent of me was like holy shit it's actually gonna happen yeah and, but there's that other 10 percent of me that's like no i know better you know yeah this is the suns and this is sports and you know all of that it was rough it was definitely rough and the thing that made me the most sad that was the like that playoff run that was the first time i started doing any sort of merch um doing some shirts and stuff and um i had a lot of really cool stuff that was gonna you know come out if if and when i did i did the same thing because i put all my stuff on redbubble (laughs) <laughs> yeah and i had so many designs like i was i had a bunch of designs i was putting out that whole season i have one of salsa j you know in the nba logo yep, yep. That i remember a, that that was a huge seller yeah. uh, and i had a bunch of stuff all designed they're still on my computer and like you know 2021 nba champions you know but it in typical sun's fashion it was never to be and as as so says jay says in the chat 
my grandma died a few years ago. Want to talk about that too? <laughs> hey, what's up, <laughs> Jay? I know Jay. From <laughs> yeah, I've I've got. Uh, I actually had a few like shirts and stuff made of you know, 2021 champion stuff. And, nice. And, so you I wear it around the closet. You wear it to fries. Like yep. I was like, hold on. I think Espo's um, got Espo's got a print or something. I made I, I made him a print just to. You know, I was like, don't ever show anybody, but, you know, <laughs> what, here you could, go. what could have been, what could have been. Yeah, we were so close. Uh, all right. A couple fun questions before we get out of here. If you got into a back alley fight, which all time son would you have by your side? Kurt Rambis. Good call. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like one question, arguably one of the toughest players in NBA history happened to wear our uniform. Yeah, I'll take Kurt. Yeah, you'd win that fight, too. <laughs> Who do you think has know, the best man. hair fighter, on the current but... roster? Well, no, you just have Kurt do all the fighting for you. And you stand I know, back right? about <laughs> Who has the best hair on the current roster? And do you even oh, know who's on KD. the roster anymore? It's KD, man. <laughs> KD and his patchy KD. beard. Yeah, that patchy look, man. I, <laughs> I, You like it when he grows it out and he just doesn't give a fuck? He's I do. Like, I actually yeah. have that in my notes. I, I love like that, the, too. I, here's the quote in my notes. I love that patchy look like he doesn't care at all. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that him and LeBron both – don't shave their head because they don't want to get Michael Jordan comparisons, especially LeBron. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't want to get more Michael Jordan comparisons. Like oh, for like me, it's shave, like shave their head. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. like for me, yeah. if, I, if my shit was that patchy, I'm shaving it off. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm embracing the bald look. I'm rocking it. You know, I used to do that every summer when I was a kid anyway, living in mm-hmm. the desert. It, summer came around, you shaved your head. That's just what we did. Yep. Um, yeah. I just, but in, in reality, and then one and then one summer it didn't grow back for me. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> right. So you wear hats, and that's it, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, any questions for the for us? Yeah, I wanna I wanna just toss some of these back your way. Uh, oh, what are What are your favorite Suns jerseys, Matthew? Um, <clears throat> I think the the Valley ones. I'm gonna yeah. go with those. Yeah, I like the Sunburst for sure, but. I like the value when those came out because we were in such, oh my gosh, disarray for, for so long with jerseys. It was nasty. It was cold out there. But then when the Valleys came out, that just changed everything. I felt like it obviously went to the finals that year, but it just brought a lot of hype back to the Suns and just brought a lot of momentum to that arena too. Just, I just remember when those came out and everybody was just wearing whatever they wanted to wear to the Suns games. Like the crowd just looked so good with all their colors and stuff. Like the colors were just unique um so that's definitely i think my favorite right now i like the valley i think the valley when they when those first leaked i immediately did a bunch of different colors did in white orange purple all that yeah i think i I think at some point it's going to be back i've heard a rumor that 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 valley jersey's coming back um as early as next season purple man make that in purple Uh, yeah yeah i'd I'd love to see it in another color especially purple purple Mm -hmm. looks good um i didn't love the shorts i think they could have done better with shorts and sort of transition uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, the Valley, man, that's that's probably, I mean, it's got to be our most popular jersey of all time. Probably. I, I got to go with the purple Wild West. Those are just, you know, Matthew's wearing the, the Wild West shirt. He's got the black uh, Wild West shirt on. In fact, I think that's what I'm wearing under here is my white. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I just, I, I think Westy that, in, in your background with it on. Yeah. I mean, all, yeah, all these guys that I painted back here, a lot of them, you know, the Suns greats are wearing those. So you got Alvin Adams, Westy, mm-hmm. uh, Dick Van Arsdale, Tom Chambers. I just think that it's simple. It's clean. Uh, it's unique to Phoenix. And it's something that we wore for freaking 20 something years. Yeah. And if they ever went back to it, I think that, you know, there's beauty and simplicity. It's something that I have. There's a post-it note that I have on my computer right here. And it says, keep it simple, stupid. Yep. You know, kiss. I believe in kiss when you're designing. Just keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, and you know what? The shorts for those are our best shorts. And oh yeah, my only my only rule would be if if they were going to go back to a western look, you got to have the short shorts. You got to do it. <laughs> you got to do snaps. it. Yeah, you got to have the snaps on the front and the whole thing. Yes, yes. Any other questions for us before we get out of here? Yeah. Um, what do you think about the new ones? What what what's your if it's like a, a zero to ten? What's your what's your rating well for me john's wearing it so it's it's kind of warming up my first initial reaction was oh that's it really and then oh book's got an undershirt like is this really well put together (laughs) what's going on you know what i mean like was it like a last minute thing um i i like the white ones too um but they just i would give them like a five out of ten um they'll warm up as soon as this as soon as the season starts and they're on the court with a new court and stuff i'll probably like them even more but right now i'm just like 
I think people will like them more once they see them on the court. I think yeah. the authentics it's will look better. They'll look mm-hmm. better on the players. I have a conspiracy theory about Booker's undershirt. Um, I, I have a... What, he's just got two sunburnt? I think he's got some new tattoos, maybe. Um, oh, okay. I don't know for sure. I don't know, but it's just a theory I have. Okay. Um, and I think that that shoot for him was geared more toward the fashion side. I think he was wearing a swingman. It was, it was more to show like you know how they would look. Um, if, if for on example, Cam the Johnson. way you're wearing yours right now, John, with a <laughs> on, shirt underneath, on Cam Johnson, because <laughs> they did, yeah, on Cam, because they did some uh, some other shoots with with Bradley Beal and and others yeah. where they were in authentics, um, and and then they photoshopped it on Durant. He wasn't even there yeah. for the for the shoot. Yeah. So, and Da, both. Of yeah, them. yeah. Um, I'm but higher yeah. on the I'm higher on the scale. I think they're like an eight and a half for me. I really I really like them. And part of me, I I said this on the show when we first brought it up. Part of me is because I dislike the last version of the Suns jersey so much. The way that they put the shadowing on the word Suns in Phoenix uh, didn't make any sense to me. You know, a light gray on the white font and then a darker orange on the orange font for the home jerseys or the association jerseys. I really just didn't like the direction that Nike originally had gone to when we transitioned uh, in 2017. So I think it's a combination of both. I do love the design. I think it's sleek. I think it's a modern version of a classic. And I think that it was, it's executed very well. I just, but uh, you combine that with, I absolutely hate what we've had for the past six seasons. Uh, And so I, I drop an 8.5 on them. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm with you on, you know, what we've had. It's It's been hard for me as a fan to to go through such a long stretch with uniforms that I just really didn't love. You know, I mean, yeah, I bought them and I own them because I want to own especially like every Devin Booker jersey possible. But um, I will say just, you know, a little note on them. And I can't really see it in, in this video, um, but I have noticed it in, in pictures and stuff. It really pisses me off that Nike uses that super thin white tackle twill where you can see the stripes yep. underneath yeah you can because um, people think that's like yeah people think it's like part of the you know it's like intentional and it's yeah. not the same thing happened last year with the with the classic edition the the lettering they used for suns you could see you know the little point of one of the sunburst uh spikes through it and it just pisses me off it's just it's a it's a <laughs> it's a cheap, you know, it's just a cheap thing. It's just like, come on, you couldn't add an extra millimeter of thickness to that, yeah. <laughs> to that fabric and avoid that just to cover it up. It's the first thing that I looked at. Cause it's something on that, uh, that group chat that you have on Twitter that somebody pointed out right off the bat when they first got it, they're like, you is, are, are you supposed to be able to see through it? You're like, no, when they, when they have the authentics, you're not gonna be able to see through the S U N S and see the, the lines underneath it. Yeah. Uh, but when you look at it really close, it's like from afar, it looks fine. But when you get close, you're just like, ah, yeah, Nike, Nike just didn't just didn't do it. Just, I just paid one hundred twenty, hundred thirty dollars <laughs> for this thing that they spent they, they like bucks ironed, to make. Yeah, they ironed on, you know, very cheaply. So, yeah, uh, tell tell all of our jamsters where they can follow you. Uh, you know, really, I focus mostly on twitter slash x <laughs> i don't know if i'm ever gonna just call it x we'll see yeah um i'm on instagram too but i i hate instagram i don't post there very much um you know if, if you want to know like in the moment what's happening uh, twitter is where it's at um at suns uni tracker is the handle for both um i don't oh i guess i'm on threads too i i went over there that one day that everybody went over yeah, there yeah <laughs> i'm there but I don't go there. <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't want to go there. I was like, I don't want to do another platform. But if Twitter's really going to die, then like, you know, I'll check it out. Um, but I don't I don't like it. I don't. And I, for me, it's just like it's already such a chore to post things on Instagram after I post them on Twitter. Yes. And I've done some of the apps where like it posts, you know, in both places for you at once. And I don't like those. They don't they don't work. They're not, they're not user friendly. No. And they just if you're doing images and stuff, it's just not as, as good. So. Yeah, one day AI will figure out a way to make it easier. But um, yeah, I, just for me, Twitter's always been just such a great community. Um, you know, I've, I've made a lot of friends um, on this platform, and I, I mean, I, I'd like to call you guys those too. I think John, we've interacted quite a bit a over lot, the years. A um, lot, yeah. This might be the first like real conversation we've had uh, outside of you know messages. But um, yeah, I've made a lot of friends and and connections, and you know, um, it's crazy because. You, all you got to do is just make a uni tracker account and then people start sending you shit. So note to self. Yeah. Note to self. Yeah. I'm going to become the snuzz. 
It's like Suns backwards. The Snuzz <laughs> right. Uni tracker. Snuzz uni <laughs> and, tracker. And, and, and every jersey I design, it's just going to say Snuzz instead of Suns. Snuzz. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, we really appreciate you taking the time, popping on the show from us. We'll definitely have you on again. Uh, your mic sounds great, and you can definitely tell that, uh, you know, you did the five seconds or less podcast because you know what you're doing on here. So we truly appreciate it. A reminder to everyone who's watching along live or watching later to give us a thumbs up. If you are on uh, Spotify, go give us a, a five-star review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and write a review. We'll read it right here on the pod. So we'll be coming to everybody live on Thursday, 9 p.m. Arizona time as we discuss every son who wore jersey number 20. And then we're going to talk about starting, benching, and trading them. So until then, Matthew, tell them what to do. Go home and love your Josh Jackson. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.